from the Lord and people have heard you repeat that promise and that promise has not come to pass it begins to look like you're a liar it begins to look like God has forgotten you this is a time for you to raise that chant it is a chant of Lord I'm in a desperate position I'm in a desperate time if you don't show up soon I don't know what is going to happen lift up your voices come on now and chant children gathered together today to do a once and for all battle for we have circled this mountain for too long we have been in this situation too long today is a day of reckoning oh God hear ye our cry send us help from Zion remove the mountains in our path make the crooked path straight do for us what no man can do. Do for us only what God can do. You are God that says you do not know scarcity. In every area of our very depressing need, in every area of our embarrassing need, Lord, let scarcity come to an end in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ. I can hear your amen. we come to thank you for this grand opportunity the Bible says we do not war against flesh and blood but we wrestle against principalities and powers who have held us captive in one area of our lives we war against spiritual wickedness in the heavenly places but the weapons of our warfare, they are not carnal, but they are mighty in God to the pulling down of strongholds. 
that the account be settled in our favor today to the glory of God. Holy Spirit, help us that we have strength to push through and henceforth we begin to see the glorious results of answered prayers. Father, we thank you for Warfare Wednesday. It marks the end of a pain, of a need, of a scarcity, of an embarrassment and marks the beginning of better days. We give you praise, we give you glory. Blessed be the name of the Lord, the one who gives us victory. In Jesus' name we pray. Can I hear a victorious amen? Hallelujah. Grace Corral, I'm going to ask you to just take your position. We don't know when we're going to need you. Please welcome somebody. Say, today is my own day. You see, that's the problem. You're not even saying it like you mean. Today is my own day. The account is going to be settled in my favor. What was not there before is going to show up. What I needed is going to come to pass. Glory to God. I want to take time to welcome those of our brethren who cannot be here physically, particularly for those who are coming into church from different continents of the world, knowing that today is a special day. It is our warfare Wednesday. It will not be in vain in Jesus' name. Help me welcome our brethren who are joining us online. God bless you. I want to encourage you to stay focused because we're here to because we mean business. Help me tell two people I'm here, I mean business. Shine your eye for the person say, don't disturb me, I'm here, I mean business. If you bring up my slide for Warfare Wednesday, we have two special services in the, in the, in the, during our midweek, Warfare Wednesday and Worship Wednesday. Whatever you do, don't miss any one of those. And so, the, 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 the slide up there can somebody look at the man that is there? That is a believer, said all the prayers, done everything he knows, and he gets to a point, he holds his head, and it's like his head is going to explode with problems or frustration. He just wants to scream, and the, the caption says, when you can't take it anymore. Who knows what I mean when I say you can't take it anymore? Hello, let me see your hand. Let the heaven see your hand. You see... Today is not the day I want to manage my problem. If you want to manage your problem, you can go home. But if you're here, you're tired of managing your problem. Can I hear hallelujah? hallelujah. I don't want to manage anymore. I want to break through. Come on now. I want to break loose. I want to run free. Then you are in the right place. When you can't take it anymore, what happens? Nobody needs to preach to you, you get to a point where you're ready for anything. And that scripture, Genesis 27 verse 40b, the message Bible says, when you can't take it anymore, you will break loose and run free. May we escape this captivity we're dealing with in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ. May we escape financial captivity, emotional captivity, all kinds of captivity, medical captivity. May the Lord set us free. May we be able to run free now in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ. Now, the contemporary English version of that same scripture says, you can bring that up, it says, it says, you will be your brother's slave. And that talks about um, an imprisonment, a confinement that you don't want 
to be experienced and you will be something you don't want to be a slave. But when you decide to be free, you will break loose. When you decide to be free. So it says you will be your brother's slave, but when you decide to be free, you will be loose. Can I tell you the most amazing thing you're going to discover today is a lot of people complain, but they have not decided. Hello there. You know, most and generally people that make it, they decide, I am not going to be poor. <laughs> you have a psychology. A lot of people romance the idea of freedom, but they are not hunting free. A lot of people say, I don't want this, but they, they condone it. They, 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 they play with it. But this scripture says, when you decide to be free, I want to ask anybody here, whatever is ailing you, have you decided to be free? Will you do what you have to do to be free? Today is the day God will set everyone loose in Jesus' name. When you decide to be free, what happens is that God will enable you to break free, to break loose. There is an enablement. The psalmist says, by you or your help, I can run through a troop. By you, I can leap over a wall. There is an enablement that comes at the point of decision. Bow your head in prayer. Say, Lord, I am not playing this time. I am not here for a discussion. I'm not here for a show. I'm not even here just to pray. Because to some Christians, prayer has become a habit. It is not warfare anymore. I have come to break free, to break loose. I have decided enough is enough. I will not circle this mountain anymore. I will not manage this health crisis anymore. I will not endure this unhappy marriage anymore. Something must happen. Something I will not be broken hearted continually. Something must happen. Lord, thank you for the power of decision and the enablement that comes with that decision. We receive it. We download it in Jesus' mighty name we pray. Amen. Amen. And now, I'm going to be reading the text for today. And that you need to pay attention because the text will fuel your prayer. First Samuel chapter 1, I'm going to read verses 4 to 20 from the New King James Version. And um, I think, I'm not sure where multimedia is now. So I'm just going to read from my own Bible, 1 Samuel 1 from verse 4. It says, and whenever the time came for Elkanah to make an offering, he would give portions to Penina, his wife, and to all her sons and daughters. But, a person in focus, Hannah, but to Hannah, he would give a double portion. For he loved Hannah, although the Lord had closed her womb. And her rival also provoked her severely. It didn't say provoked her, provoked her severely to make her miserable because the Lord had closed her womb. 
And so it was year by year, year in, year out. I'm talking about a problem that provokes you to tears, uh, that makes you miserable, that makes you less, feel less than your equals. Yeah, so it was year by year. And so when she went up to the house of the Lord, that this woman spoke about her problem spoke about her pain, did not have mercy on her and provoked her, therefore she wept. Another translation says uncontrollably. Another one says bitterly and she did not eat. There are some problems that will send your appetite on holiday. There are some problems, it doesn't matter what else you have. One problem can negate the joy of other things. Can I get a witness? Her husband loved her, gave her double portion, but what Penina was talking about made a nonsense of whatever else she had. Penina represents the voice of the devil. Looking at your double portion in one area, but still wanting to undress you and naked you and make you miserable. And because it is such a touchy area of your life, you submit to the pain that has been inflicted upon you and she could not eat. I'm going somewhere with this. Then Elkanah, her husband, observed this thing. I wonder why he didn't say anything to Penina. But said to her, Hannah, why do you weep? Why do you not eat? And why is your heart grieved? What kind of question is this? Am I not better to you than ten, ten sons? Meaning that the worst case scenario, I have accepted it. You accept it. The, having a husband like me should make up for the disgrace of your barrenness. Does that make sense? I said, does that make sense? You didn't address Penina. You don't know what it means to be called barren. You don't know what it means. And his assessment is the assessment generally of people around us. That know the depth of our grief. Am I not better to you than the ten sons? Also, having a husband... Compensates for not having children? Or the single mothers, having children, does it compensate for not having a husband? No. What are you talking about? They're two separate things. And this came from the man that the Bible says loved her and gave her double portion. Can I tell you something? There is no love anybody can give you that can compensate for something only God can give you. I thank God for your love for me, but this matter... Today, we go settle up. Nobody said amen. amen. Let me ask you, what love can your mother love you that you're broke, busted, and disgusted? And she keeps saying, is my love not enough for you whether you're broke or not? Ah, it's enough now. Mama, stop it. I thank God for your love, but this matter, ah, it's not going to remain like that. Will somebody say Amen. amen. Uh, when you can't take it anymore. So Hannah arose after they had finished eating and drinking in Shiloh. 
Now Eli the priest was sitting at the seat at the doorpost of the tabernacle of the Lord. And she was in bitterness of soul in the house of the Lord. You know, you can be dressed so nice, it cannot cover the misery of your heart. You can spray all the perfume you like, but the stench ah, of depression, some people can still pick it up. She was in bitterness of soul and prayed to the Lord and still wept in anguish when you can't take it anymore. Then she made a vow. And here is wisdom. Bitterness, weeping, anger, is not going to solve the problem. Then she made a vow and said, O Lord of hosts, if you will indeed, which means as a matter of fact, with evidence all over the place, look on my affliction. You know, you need to call it what it is. Stop calling a bad situation pet names just to make yourself feel good. Listen, the feeling good has not changed anything. I might as well be in anguish today and tomorrow I can jubilate and celebrate. Can I get a witness? Look on the affliction of your maidservant and remember me. Those two words, whatever you do today, don't forget them. Look on my situation and remember me and not forget. What kind of equation is this? Hold that equation. Remember me and not forget your maidservant, but will give your maidservant a male child, specific, not just a child. If you want a spouse, don't say give me a spouse. Give me a loving sweetie that can, whatever it is you want, a male child, then I will give him to the Lord all the days of his life and no razor shall come upon his head. And it happened and it is going to happen again. As she continued praying before the Lord that Eli watched her mouth. But Hannah spoke. Now Hannah spoke in her heart. But Eli was watching her mouth. Confusion. Only her lips moved but her voice was not heard. You know, I want you to watch this this chant. This chant, you can say this chant without your lip moving. Let's try. Come on, let's try. online and the audio is not on will see me opening my mouth and say what is wrong with him he's not talking he's not singing he just opened his mouth but is that true Eli 
I saw her lips moving, but she was not uttering a sound. She was bellowing out the kind of warfare message Jehovah responds to. I don't know where you found that chant, but I know that it is something that causes some trembling in the heavenlies. And that's what she was doing. The Bible says, and it happened as she continued praying before the Lord that Eli watched her mouth. Now Hannah spoke in her heart. Only her lips moved, but her voice was not heard. Therefore, Eli got it wrong and thought she was drunk. God, I wish somebody would sing that song again. and said no my lord I am a woman of sorrowful spirit I have drunk neither wine nor intoxicating drink but I have poured out my soul ah, before the lord you know there is a place you pray there is a place you cry to the lord there is a place you pour out your soul before the Lord. Most and generally you will be misunderstood. Some people say you lost your mind. Listen, if your problem not rich like that, continue to do what you're doing. But if you have gotten to the point you can't take anymore, there is the equation in the book of 1 Samuel originated by Hannah that God responded to on the spot. Today will be no different in Jesus' name. But it says, but I have poured out my soul before the Lord. Do not consider your maidservant a wicked man for out of the abundance of my complaint and grief. Hey, abundance of, not of prosperity. Abundance of complaint. Another one translation says abundance of, of pain and grief. I have spoken unto now. Then Eli got some understanding when she gave him the synopsis of her chant and said, mm -mm. I take back what I thought. Go in peace and the God of Israel grant your petition which you have asked of him. Today you will go in peace. The God of Grace Assembly is going to grant the petition you are going to ask of him today. Blessed be God, so shall it be in Jesus' name we pray. Come on, let me hear an amen. And she said, instantly let your servant find favor in your sight. So the woman went away and ate. And her face was no longer sad. Verse 19. Then they rose early in the morning and worshipped the Lord and returned and came to their house in Ramah. And Elkanah knew his wife 
as if that is new. They used to do that before. And the Lord did what? Remembered her. He didn't say, and the man performed. He didn't say, and they succeeded. And the Lord remembered her. When she started, I said, remember me, O Lord, and do not forget your maidservant. Serious equation. And the Lord remembered her. It's amazing that many of us have missed that equation in prayer. Verse 20 says, So it came to pass in the process of time that Hannah conceived and bore a son and called his name Samuel, saying, Because I have asked for him from the Lord. Whatever you ask from the Lord, that is according to the word of God, God will grant it to you today in Jesus' name. I'm going to read verses 6 to 9a. We're going to start praying soon from the message translation. But her rival wife taunted her cruelly. Rubbing it in, never letting her forget that God had not given her children. Somebody say yet. I'll read that again. You're either here or you're not here. But her rival wife taunted her cruelly. Rubbing it in. Do you know what that means? Rubbing it in and never letting her forget that God had not given her children. Somebody say yet. As you say yet, you're talking about that. Your situation is not permanent. God has just not done it yet and God is going to do it soon in Jesus' name. This went on year after year. Can you imagine? Every time she went to the sanctuary of God, she could expect to be taunted. Hannah was reduced to tears. Ah, reduced to nothing. And had no appetite. Whatever it is that is reducing a child of God to a broken, depressed person, receive the hammer of the Holy Spirit in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ. Verse 8 Her husband Elkanah said, Oh, Hannah, why are you crying? Why aren't you eating? And why are you so upset? Am I not of more worth to you than ten sons? Miserable comforter. So that's all you can say. That's the limit when you're listening to man. What you need to hear is to hear from God. So Hannah ate. <clears throat> then she pulled herself together. Show me. Then she pulled herself. I warn you, child of God, it is time for you to pull yourself together. She pulled herself together from all the nonsense that's going on. Penana said her own, Elkanah said his own, and slipped away quietly and entered the sanctuary. That's where I'm going. That is what Warfare Wednesday is all about. Pull yourself together. Slip away from your normal schedule and your attitude. And slip into the presence of God, into the house of God, to war until you get what was yours in the first place. So shall it be today in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ. I'm going to read Genesis 30 verses 1 to 3 from the New King James Version to you. And this is a story of another woman that... I'm sure she wished I was her pastor. I've told her about a situation where he can't take any more. Because she got it wrong. This is Rachel. Rachel was so loved by her husband. He worked 14 years to marry her. 
Has any woman here been toasted for seven years non-stop? 14 years. That's how much she was loved. You see, the love of a man does not guarantee that you won't have a shameful problem. Hello there. I said hello there. Aha. Uh -huh. Now, when Rachel saw that she bought Jacob no children, Rachel envied her sister. Some people here, the first prayer you pray is, Lord, forgive me for my envy. She envied her sister and said to Jacob, give me children or else I die. Some of us have gone to the wrong places to ask for relief. It has not worked. You will repent today, otherwise God cannot answer the other side of the prayer. Are you there? I said, can you hear me? She envied her sister. It is normal if you don't guard yourself. She went to a man and asked, give me children or else I die. <laughs> Father, on behalf of many people, I repent for them. <laughs> because they won't say the truth. You have made into, a, into God a man who does not know whether he'll wake up tomorrow. May God forgive you. Now, verse 2, and Jacob's anger was aroused against Rachel, just like Elkanah, and said to her, am I in the place of God who has withheld from you the fruit of the womb? Does that not sound like rubbishing her? You went to a man in pain, and this man says he loves you, and work for 14 years, and in the, your anguish of your soul, he says, am I in the place of God who has withheld from you the fruit of the womb? That's what it happens when you elevate a man to the position only God shall occupy. Today, dethrone whoever you put on the throne of your heart, and enthrone Jehovah, the King of kings and the Lord of lords. And now some people here can't say Amen. You know yourself. Dethrone that person and let Jehovah reign. And when he said that, verse 3, so she said, Rachel said, Here is my maid, Bilhah. Go into her, and she will bear a child on my knees, that I also may have children by her. You know, you should thank God for pastors like me who don't preach what you want to hear. You can be so blessed on one side, she was so beautiful to behold. Jacob was so mesmerized by her, what, 14 years, but all that did not make up for something else. Which is why you should never get swollen headed before God. Just because you have one thing does not mean God will not allow something to humble you. Does not the Bible say the captain of our salvation was made perfect by the things he suffered? I became a much better man when the story of my life took a dive. It was too easy in my earlier life. I thought people were stupid. That's why they had problems. Until I saw problems that I didn't even understand. Rachel was so beautiful, something needed to bring her to normalcy so that she can look away from what she has and look to God who gave her what she had in the first place. And so she brought her maid to her husband who just denigrated her in the place of her anguish. 
and said, sleep with her, and I will have children by her. She went to a man. He couldn't help her. Then she went to a woman. And did that help her? No. Bow your heads in prayer. Say, in any way, oh God, that I have looked in the wrong direction, Father, forgive me. There's no justification because only one person is God and you are that person. Any arrangement I made, <laughs> based on my confidence in man and not in God. Bible says, woe to them who go to Egypt for help. Because the horses are not spirit. And the chariots are not angels. It says they will be disgraced. But blessed is the one who trusts in the name of the Lord his God. Father, we all repent. We've had enough and we found out that it doesn't work like that. And upon our repentance, we receive forgiveness and now the grace to march forward. Blessed be God. In Jesus' name we pray. This was her story. In Genesis 30 verses 22 to 23, the Bible records that a lot of house girls now began to have children all over the place. So, the, the I. And the children that Bila had did not satisfy the need of her heart. But then, verse 22 opens with a flourish and says, Then God remembered Rachel. The word shows up again. Hey, hey, Anna said, if you will remember me and not forget me. And then later, God remembered her. And then this Rachel, listen, God remembered Rachel. Listen very well. And God listened to her. Remembrance is always based on something you said that was right. Remembrance is not that God forgot. No, God brings your matter to the table, brings you back to mind. God never forgets. So the word remembered should be translated brought to mind. Because you will wonder what did Rachel do for God to remember her? Hey, I will just sit down. Going from one man to another man to help me to do, do this. And then God will just remember. No, no, no. The Lord remembered. The, then God remembered Rachel. And God listened to her. Today you are going to speak the right words. That heaven will remember you and take the shame and the reproach away. And, the, and God opened her womb. Something is going to give way today to the glory of God in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ. And verse 23 says, and she conceived what she had never done before and bore a son. And God said, and she said, God has taken away my reproach. Stand to your feet. God remembered her. Then she 
was able to do something she never could do before. And she produced something that would that will end her misery and make her beauty more meaningful. And she said, God has taken away my reproach. Put your hand on your head that anything Lazarus, the friend of Jesus. Oh, he started with a little sickness, then he died. <laughs> and they waited, and Jesus didn't come. And they buried him. And four days later, hey, Jesus said, Roll away. They said, Ah, the reproach has set in. Nobody will be able to stand there. This reproach is bad. You better pray. Say, Lord, what is a sickness? Let it not become a death. What is death? Let it not become a stench. Ah. When you can't take it anymore, you will open your mouth and speak to God that He will remember you and cause you to be brought back to mind. God. Hey. Hey. God remember her and listen to her. What are you going to say on the day of your opportunity? It's a function of you saying, God, I repent. I went from pillar to post. Hey, some things I even did in darkness I should not have done. But nothing is hidden to the eyes of home with whom we have to do. Both light and darkness are like noonday before him. God does not listen to the prayer of a hypocrite. He's a sinner of a repenter. He's a prayer of a repented sinner that God listens to. Don't pray hypocritical prayers. Repent, O ye people. And God listened to her and opened her womb. And she conceived. Hey! Hey, and God says, I am not one that will cause the womb to have a child. And above the delivery, I will shut it. She conceived and God enabled her to bear the son. God took away her reproach. Whatever stands as a reproach. Hey, what, what aroma do you want to use to hide the stench of a grave? No matter how it is, if you open the grave when the flesh is still rotting, there is no perfume in the world. A reproach cannot be covered. It cannot be shielded. You can only hide it. You better bring it out today. He said, Father, this matter is a reproach. Oluwai shanu for me. Oluwai shanu for family me. Oluwai... Deliver me from shame, O oh God. Father, take away this reproach. Lord, take away this reproach. 
The sisters of Lazarus said, this reproach is so bad, by now he stinketh. By now her loved ones are not going to come near her anymore. Don't wait till it becomes that. What you think you're covering is going to start stinking all over the place. Father Lord, I can't take this anymore. This is the time you need to deliver me now. Let this matter not go any further. Whatever it is, it may be a health situation. It's going to come out in the open. It could be a financial situation. It's going to come out into the open. It could be something bad you have done. It's going to come out in the open. Father, don't let it go beyond this point. God, take away my reproach. But Hannah, whose reproach was used hey, to make a miserable day after day, week after week, month after month, year after year, non-stop. Bible says she got a hold of herself. She pulled herself together and slipped away quietly and entered the sanctuary of the Lord. And then she made a vow. Hey, he said, Lord, if you will remember me, and you will not forget your maid servant, and you will give her, and you will see the anguish of her soul, and deliver her from this reproach, and give your maid servant a son. Hey, he said, I'm going to do something. I said, I'm going. She made a vow. Said, Oh Lord of hosts, if you will indeed look on the affliction of your maid servant and remember me. I will give him to you. You better operate the equation. <laughs> hey, this matter, Lord, if you will remember me and not forget me and bring me back to mind from where life has imprisoned me and take me away from the valley of the shadow of death and put me on the banquet table, my Jehovah God, I make you a vow today. I'm going to bless you. I'm going to serve you. I'm going to shout from the mountaintop. I'm going to testify, but you better make a vow to the Lord. Hey, he said, and she made a vow. Said, if you will look on my affliction and my shame and take away my reproach amongst women and remember me, I will do this for you. The only one I would have, I will give him to you. Father, this is why we're here. To have this matter settled once and for all. Elkanah may love me, but he cannot help me. Look at what he said to me. He added pepper to my injury. Jacob served 14 years, but look at what he said to me. In the midst of my pain, wipe my tears away oh God don't let, let the stench of my failure be, begin to escape from the place where I'll be hiding it oh God Today, the twenty, to, to today, the fifteenth day of February, twenty twenty-three. Let me be my day of appointment with a change, uh, a change from reproach to no reproach. Oh God.
Bible says then God remembered Rachel and God listened to her and did for her what no man could do. Open her womb. Open up my life. <laughs> Don't, let me not be shut down. Let me not be locked on lockdown anymore. Open the double leaf gates for me. Hey, my thought, the Bible says the gates will not be closed against him any longer. Open up the gates of the city of my desire unto me that I may gain access. God listened to her and opened her womb and she conceived her. Eh, brakuli and the masunta man de gedebo. Oh, kali and the masunto kale baba. And Elkanah knew his wife, and the Lord remembered her. And it came to pass, she conceived and bore a son. One shot, not several attempts. Glory to your name, O God. To God who speaketh a thing and brings it to pass. The one to whom darkness and light are light. To him nothing shall be impossible. The one that sits on his throne above the circles of the earth. And the earth is nothing but a footstool to him. And they measure the, 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 the ocean as a drop in the bucket. And the best of men are nothing but like grasshoppers before him. We worship your majesty. We ascribe greatness and majesty to you alone. You have no equal. None is comparable to you. When you lift up your hand, who can draw back your hand? When you speak the word, it must go forth and accomplish that what you said. Father and our God, remember us. And forget not our anguish. Call to mind this matter that enemy wants to keep locked away from your sight, O oh God. When the reproach is taken, the mouth of Elkanah and the mouth of Penaniah is shut forevermore. Pray, pray. Any reproach, ah, any talk, anyhow. Don't I don't want to answer them. Let my testimony put an end to that talk, talk, that gossip, that that belittling, that all that nonsense. Never heard Penaniah's voice again. When Sarah had Isaac, could never ever hear any nonsense. The Bible says, uh, her servant that she had given to her husband was getting rude and said, send him away. But she was, could still be sending jibes at her. But when she bought Isaac, hey, pray, pray. The, the, the solution, the antidote for reproach is laughter. Isaac, pray. Say, Lord, where there was a reproach, let me have laughter. Glory to 
God. When Sarah had left her, he never heard from her maid anymore. The account was settled in her favor. One Joseph, hey, one Joseph, uh, one Joseph swallowed up ten brothers before him. In Nehemiah 13 verse 22b, Nehemiah said, Remember me, O my God, concerning this also, and spare me according to the greatness of your mercy. Pray, pray, Lord, remember me, O my God, according to this my prayer, and spare me according to the greatness of your mercy. Ah, Maboskali and Amanda, remember me, oh my God. Concerning today, concerning the fact that I cannot take any more of this nonsense and spare me according to the greatness of your mercy. Nehemiah 13 and verse 22. Ooh. In another translation, it says, remember me, oh my God, for good. I want you to pray. Say, Lord, not just remember me. Remember me for good. Things have not been good. To say the least, things have been bad. <laughs> In fact, the things have been terrible. Now, remember me, oh my God, for good. Remember me, oh my God, for good. The basic English Bible says, keep me in mind, oh my God, for good. Remember me just means keep me in mind. The basic English Bible puts it exactly like that. Keep me in mind, oh my God, for good. Keep me too in mind. Remember me too, oh my God, for good. Things haven't been so good. If you know that things have not been good, things have been difficult, things have been rather bad, you need to say, Lord, remember me, my God, for good. Remember me and spare me according to the greatness of your mercy. Keep me in mind, oh my God, for good.
when Sarah had a reproach, the Bible says Sarah was so beautiful. One of the kings wanted to snatch her. The beauty could not produce the child. And just like many of us, she went to plan B and took her servant and gave her husband. Just like Rachel. And when she had the child, the Bible says that one day she heard the boy scoffing. Her maid started being rude to her. Can I warn you about something? When you try to solve the problem with your Agbari, it comes back to bite you. That was Sarah. She now told her husband, send him away. You see, Ishmael didn't take away the reproach. It's like plaster to cover cancer. Sending him away did not remove the reproach. Because when people come and say, but there was a son in this house waiting happen. Is that why you will now tell them it was not my son? Sending her away. She shouldn't have because she was the one that engineered it. May what we have engineered not be our undoing. But when she had Isaac, the account was finally settled. Lift up your hand to God. Lord, I can't take anymore. I don't want any temporary solution. Once and for all, Baba, settle me. Once and for all, settle this matter. All the people that have been helping me, thank God for them. I am tired of going to people for help. It is more blessed to give than to receive. And the borrower is servant to the lender. Deliverance in the name of the Lord Jesus. I want you to pray. Say, Lord, settle this matter from above once and for all. Take away the reproach by giving me an Isaac. The Ishmael that I was holding on to, no, 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 could work, could work. Father, take away the reproach. When you didn't have a child, they reproach you. When you now have a child, the child is the one reproaching you. And the mother too is reproaching you. And your husband says it's okay. You better pray. The same Sarah that laughed when the angel said you will have a son. She had to go back to her prophecy. Somebody here, you will go back to your prophecy today. Can you help me sing that song? Can you help me chant this prayer? Can you chant it like the lost
106 verses 4 to 5, the Living Bible says, Psalm 106, 4 to 5, the Living Bible says, Remember me too, the people you are envious of. Rachel was envious of Leah. It was because God remembered Leah. Bible says, And God remembered Leah because she was not loved and opened her womb. Lift up your hand to the Lord. Remember me too, O oh Lord, while you are blessing and saving your people. Remember me too, O oh Lord, while you are blessing and saving your people from reproach. Let me share in your chosen one's prosperity. Let me share in your chosen one's prosperity and rejoice in all thy joys and receive the glory you give to them. May our life not be short of glory in the name of the Lord. May our life not be devoid of joy and enjoyment. May our life not be empty of prosperity. Remember us too, O God. While you are still blessing and sending people and giving them happy outcomes in 2023, let us share in your children's prosperity and rejoice in all their joys and receive the glory you give to them. Remember me too. The prayer of Hannah that worked. God remembered Rachel. God remembered Sarah. Shame and reproach was replaced with blessing, testimony and rejoicing. Father, remember us too. While you're blessing people, with happy outcomes. Hey, glorious outcomes. May I not be left out of the prosperity and the joys of this season. Top it up with the glory of 2023 in my life. Because I've been down this valley too long. And so shall it be, O oh God. Thank you, our Father. We give you the praise, O oh God, for the grace to pull ourselves together and come into the house of the Lord and cry to you. Great is thy faithfulness, O oh God. We give you the praise, O oh God. We worship, O oh God, your majesty on high. Receive all our praise. Receive our thanksgiving. Thank you because time will reveal what you have done today.
It will not take long, our situation will change. It will come, it will move from, it will move from reproach to celebration. Thank you, our Father. The Bible says the one that was supposed to be stinking, he came out. And people started coming to see him from far and wide. It became more celebrated after the reproach than before the reproach. The devil is a liar. What was meant for evil, God is going to turn it around to bless and to promote somebody. If you are that person, shout hallelujah. Shout amen. I want to show you how this is going to happen. I close with Zechariah 3. I'm going to read verses 1 to 5. This person called Joshua represents you and I. The Bible says in Zechariah 3, 1 to 5, it says, then he showed me Joshua the high priest. And you know we're all priests in the New Testament. Standing before the angel of the Lord and Satan standing at his right hand to oppose him. As if it's not bad enough. Somebody wants to make sure that it is permanent. Ah, it is only the blessing of the Lord that make it rich and added no sorrow that will be permanent in our lives. Reproach will not be permanent in our lives. And the Lord saw Satan standing at the right hand of Joshua to oppose him. And the Lord said to Satan, what will not, not what people are saying about you. Not what people are, are judging the matter about. Say, the Lord rebuke you, Satan. The Lord who has chosen Jerusalem rebuke you. Is this not a brand plucked from the fire? Now Joshua was clothed with filthy garments. Reproach. And was standing before an angel of the Lord in filthy ragaments. And he answered and spoke to those who stood before him. said, take away the filthy garment. Take away the reproach from that woman under the sound of my voice. Take away the, the shame from that man under the sound of my voice. Take away, take away that problem from that family. Take away the filthy garments of him. Joshua could not. Joshua did not. An angel instructed it. So shall it be for you and I. Today, today in Jesus mighty name. Take away the filthy garments from him. And to Joshua he said. And that's you and I. See. I have removed your iniquity from you. I have removed your reproach from you. I have removed your shame from you. And I will clothe you with rich robes. He didn't say good robes. Rich robes. Put your hand on your head. The reproach is taken away. There's a divine replacement. Displacement and replacement. What was filthy is now replaced with rich. Father, I receive the word of the Lord. Let it work wonders in my life. I mix the word of the Lord with faith so that it be profitable unto me. And I give you the praise in the name of the Lord Jesus. Father, we thank you for today. That which brought us to the place of tears, of anguish, of shame has been removed and has been replaced with something rich. Thank you for hearing our prayers. The Bible says the next time Hannah went to Shiloh, 
she went with thanksgiving. I don't know where it is that your reproach tabernacles at. It may be in your bank account. It may be in the emptiness of your heart. You don't have a loved one or your home. You don't have a child or you don't have a job. But as Hannah returned with her miracle and her testimony, you are returning with good news. As Sarah, after driving her servant out and Ishmael, as her house became desolate and quiet like a grave, and Abraham was miserable, he didn't like the idea, but he had to do because God said, you have to obey your wife. And she conceived and bore a child. So blessed, the whole of heaven showed up. And Abraham, that thought he had to settle for Ishmael, look at the wife that was called barren. Looked at her and said, if anybody thought ever to tell me that you will be the one to bring my joy, I will have said it is impossible. Therefore, the stone that was rejected becomes the chief cornerstone. If you receive that, just wave your hand to the Lord and tell him, Lord, this is the prophecy of my life. Where there used to be briars and thorns, the cypress tree is going to grow. Where there was rejection, there'll be warmth of embrace and reception in the name of the Lord Jesus. Where there was reproach, there'll be dancing and rejoicing. Where there was lack, there will be an abundance for every good work. Father, we bless you, the God who does exceedingly, abundantly, above what we think, ask, or imagine. To you alone be glory in the church, now and forevermore. Blessed be the name of our King. In Jesus' mighty name we have prayed. Somebody give a shout of victory, a shout of triumph. Join hands with somebody and say, by my prayer of agreement with you, it is settled in Jesus' name, amen. amen. It is settled in Jesus' mighty name, amen. God bless you all. I want you, yeah, if you want to celebrate the Lord, go ahead, celebrate the Lord. Hallelujah. Hallelujah.